Listen to this television commercial. Whatever gets you through the night. John decided we should move in together. It was an absolute joy and a pleasure. It was just Dad and May, and it was just a happy, happy time. Especially in some of the photographs. Uh, you can see that May took of us, of Dad and I, together. I seem to be the guy in New York that all the Englishmen say hi to, you know. Well, I got to help you out a little bit here. I first want to know, before we get involved with each other for the short time we're going to talk, do you have a sense of humor? I hope so. I <laughs> hope so, too. Who's <laughs> in the hot seat? We got May Pang, and May Pang has a new documentary coming out called The Lost Weekend, A Love Story. It comes out April 13th. I'll make sure those links are down below. Don't touch that dial. Okay, mate, thank you for being here. And you know what? I gotta, I'm gonna ask you some questions because I did some investigation stuff and I could have my facts wrong and you're here to correct me. But in the meantime, we got a, the Lost Weekend, a love story. It explores your relationship with John Lennon. And it wasn't such, it's called the infamous Lost Weekend, but it really wasn't a Lost Weekend because John made great music. Mind Games, one of my Walls and Bridges, which is a fantastic album. And even a throwback to the people he loved, the rock and roll album, the cover album. Right. There's a lot of good stuff. It wasn't so lost. It wasn't so lost. No. You know what it was? I got to tell you, everybody asked me, you know, John picked it. And I and I know, I remember him saying to me, you're not going to like, I, I, people ask me, I just call it the lost weekend. First off, because they were always referring to him about his drunken party and, you know, how, what fun he was having and getting thrown out of places. So he says, I got tired of people asking me, what was it like? So I just said, the Lost Weekend. And remember, a lot of people, they may not know it now, but there was a movie called The Lost Weekend about a, a, a guy who was uh, always partying, drunk, and, uh, and that's what it was called. It was called The Lost Weekend with Ray Milan. So. One woman loved him too much to let him lose it. Another wanted him enough to take him without it. You do like me a little, don't you, honey? Boy, that's glorious. That's. That's where it goes in a lot of the, uh, obviously the Gen Zers would not know this unless you're a real movie buff and, and some other people may not know it. So now it's become one of those um, phrases and tags where you go, oh, I had a lost weekend. And that's what it's turned into that. So, um, you know, I, I, I realized there's so much going on here. And um, that's really where that came from. And we did a lot of work and it wasn't as lost as everybody thought. Um, it was easier to be said that way because he like, you know, John used metaphors all the time and that was his way. But if you really think about it, if you really read the stuff, um, you know that it was only the same, you know, nights that he was drunk. They keep putting it back into the press. Yeah. And when you put it back in the press and you keep reading the same thing, it sounds like this whole time was him doing that. It was a movie I remember a while ago and, uh, and it was on made for TV and they showed a, a a guy playing John Lennon and, and they show his, you know, I forget what the movie's called. And maybe was it the love story of John, John and Yoko love story? Yeah. And I felt like they, they did, they exaggerate him. They didn't made him more like a, like a character. It wasn't, didn't seem like the, like what he would be like to me, especially they showed it. He was constantly angst. And this was like, they made him like angry. They made him like, yes. like when he lost his glasses, like he's like, like this, they made him like this, such a character. Well. The, the thing about him being, losing his glasses, I will say he would have gotten upset, but he was drunk, so it wouldn't have been that upset. But he couldn't see. Nobody realized he was very, very blind. Yeah. And so when when 
he lost his glasses, which I found out later that Tommy Smothers' wife found them and, and auctioned them off instead of returning to us. I said, well, isn't that interesting? Why doesn't she call us and say, here, I found them for you, but oh, well. Um, so, <laughs> Great. So I, yeah. So, you know, we were, we were there and, you know, and, and people don't realize that as he's being photographed and you should know this and anybody who takes photographs, when they do that flash, oh my God, you can't see, especially near nighttime. It's like a hundred photographers are flashing away and you're just going, oh, hello, help me. And then he can't see he's drunk. And then you have Harry Nielsen screaming, come on, let's do this. It was a night that, and I'm trying to hold the fort, you know? Yeah. And you, you're a kid, really. You know, now when you look back at it, you're just a kid, you know, 23. What were you during that time? Uh, yes, 23 at that moment. Let's go a little bit back because I didn't realize you were working for Alan Klein as much as a Beatles fan. I didn't realize you worked in the office and you have a lot of background. A lot of people, this movie's going to show all that, the documentary. I know a lot of people didn't know. They thought I just came out of nowhere and I just plopped myself in there. Uh, no, yeah, yeah, I was, I was working, I was working in the office. I started in... Wait, saying it, it hurts. Uh, 1969. It's weird, you know, just to say that, you know, to to say, because he had just gotten the um, the the Apple account, you know, where he administrate all the stuff. Mm -hmm. And he also had, um, I was working on, uh, I love this part. I, I love working in the music publishing. He had the CAGS catalog, which is the Sam Cooke catalog. He had the um, Rolling Stone catalog. He had the Cameo Parkway catalog. Now he's got the Apple catalog that he's in. So it was a learning curve. Whatever the business is, that, you know, whatever he, the deal was, I don't know. But what I was dealing with was more of, you know, what was going on in the publishing world, you know, and, and looking at people wanting license to record songs. And, you know, the, one of the, the biggest uh, for us, was probably when George Harrison's something, you know, that was, that was a great thing. All the, every day it was like another license came in request for, for them to do the song. It was good. How did you hook up with Alan Klein's? Well, that was an easy one. Uh, I was looking for a job. I couldn't stand. Uh, I, I hate saying it, but I, I was not good in school. I, I was in academic courses. I knew nothing, no secretarial, no nothing. And um, I, I quit college after a year. And I said, okay, I'm going to go to the employment agencies. Back in those days is you go in, what could you do? I fill out the form, nothing. I mean, there was nothing I could, yeah. I really knew how to do, except maybe pick up the phone, be a receptionist. That's about it. Um, so I remember they sent me out to uh, being a receptionist for uh, a Japanese bicycle company. And I thought, okay. Japanese. That was still hard to take. My mother did not want to buy anything that was Japanese because at that time she was still feeling the the you know the the pains from the World War II mm -hmm. because her village was was uh, ransacked and you know it was it was terrible. So so here I am when every time she saw anything made in Japan it was like oh no. I'm so glad that it's not like that anymore. But at that time it was hard. yeah. Um, so I, I come downstairs, meet my girlfriend who's standing by the directory. And she said, you know what's in this building? I said, what? She goes, Apple Records. I said, what? Are you kidding? The Beatles? Apple Records? I go right to the directory and look up and I went, oh, yes, it is. Okay, I'm going to go upstairs. And she goes, what are you doing? I said, I'm going to go upstairs and ask them if they have an, an opening for a job. And they said, 
are you crazy? I said, where am I? I don't have a job. They tell me no. I'm still where I am. So what's the big deal? So I went upstairs. She says, you're crazy. She left me. And I went upstairs. <laughs> and I remember getting off the 41st floor. Uh, there was It was pretty quiet at the moment. The, the woman said, you know, who later becomes the person I, I work uh, with and for. And I said, uh, I'm, she goes, can I help you? I'm still looking for a job. No, nothing. And just at that moment, you know, and I'm standing there. And she goes, what are you looking at? And I said, just wondering is, do the Beatles ever come there? You know, that's that, that line, you know, and you see, she just chuckled. She goes, no. And at that very moment, there are two doors on either side of her desk that all of a sudden they were, everybody was filing out of there. I mean, it was just hustling and bustling. I'm going, what just happened? It was like Grand Central Station. And it turned out that I did not know that it was lunchtime and everybody was coming out. And she just happened to yell, she goes, this girl needs a job, any openings? And this guy turned around and says, come back after lunch. <laughs> right? And I said, okay. And I, I waited and I, I didn't know what to do. And I, I didn't know what lunch hour was because I thought lunch hours were at 12. This was now after one o'clock. And I went up and I, I got interviewed by him, some other people in the uh, royalties department. They said, can you type? I said, yes. Can you do this? Yes couldn't do any of it you know I was like okay and they said well can you start work next week I said sure um and I started in the music business like the following week I was so happy I was there maybe a month and they saw how hard I was working I come in early just to try and learn mm -hmm. everything that I implore to everyone just try and go in there and do your best don't you know I wanted to learn and they actually came back to me and said, do you have any other friends like you? And I got my other girlfriend a job. So How did she do? Did she last? She last. She and uh, okay. she got, she was in one place. I was, they moved me around. They mm -hmm. put me at the, with the uh, legal department. They liked me there. Then they go, no, you can handle this over here. They got, they got all different things. And then in comes John and Yoko one day. And that's where it all began. That's and where it all began. John decided we should move in together. We ended up finding the perfect apartment. Can you imagine? I was 23. That was the wonderful May Pang. And we'll be releasing more from this interview with May during the week. So make sure you subscribe. Hit the bell to be notified so you don't miss that when we upload that to YouTube. April 13th, The Lost Week in a Love Story. We'll be premiering at a theater near you so i'll put links down below and you can click right there to find out where that is playing in the meantime catch all our episodes and vip all access patreon check that out remember kids it's only rock and roll and we like it appreciate you being here appreciate your time until then i'll see you all next week and remember who loves you baby we do All our episodes are streaming on iHeartRadio, Apple Podcasts, Spotify. Just look up Artist on Record Star and Adika Live.